Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. You are listening to The Recovery Radio Podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous and I am your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. Follow me on Instagram Website recovery radio kmp3.com. And to get the books, go to sarcasticbookbook.com. And as always, I'm so glad you're here with me. I don't know if today's just getting started or it's just winding down or it's somewhere right now, but here we are. And me, I am glad for that. I am so grateful. I was on vacation and um, yesterday was my first day back in the in the mix. And <clears throat> when I first woke up, I was like laying there and I was like just starting to think, overthink things, you know, and had some anxiety about the day and going back to work and and I was just thinking, like, my, my wife's an ACA, Adult Children of Alcoholics, or Dysfunctional Families, and she talks a lot about being your own loving parent. And, you know, I had uh, very traumatic experiences uh, in relationships with my parents. And... Um, I was just thinking yesterday morning, I was like, if I was my own loving parent, what would I do right here? And I would say, you know, get up, get up and go on your run and take a shower and, you know, work on some creative stuff and, and go. It'll be great. Once you're there, you'll be in the swing of it. It'll all be, all your anxiety will go out the window. You'll start thinking about other people. You have a job. Just go do it. Don't overthink this. And so I popped up and I did that. And lo and behold, yesterday was an amazing day. <laughs> and today I'm looking forward to going to work I, I almost always am but you know being gone for a while you you know I don't have to explain it to you I'm sure but I was just like dude get up by a loving parent I'd be like that's nice that you're laying here having the feelings about it but get into action <laughs> it'd be great and it was so 
trying to do that more. <laughs> trying to do that. I do have a piping hot cup of French roast coffee from Trader Joe's mixed with some Don Francisco's hazelnut. It's, it's, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. It's, I don't know if I've ever mentioned that to you before, what kind of coffee I drink. <laughs> but I don't know. Every once in a while, one of you will send a picture of those coffees put together and you'll be, you know, some people will ask me questions about what I put in it. And I love, I love all that. It's so fun to share it. I discovered some amazing recipe here. So anyways, I don't know if you could tell, but I'm in an incredible mood today. I just don't know what I'm capable of when I, when I feel this good. So just be on the lookout. <laughs> So I was thinking, what part of my experience do I want to talk about this morning? I've had so many days in Alcoholics Anonymous that have felt like years. In some ways, my life has already been so, so, so long and rich. And there's always so many things that I that come to mind when I think about what I can share on here that might help somebody. And I normally don't plan every once in a while. I'll get an idea. I'll write it down, stick it on my computer. Um, but today I just sat down and what came into my mind was um, something from the book, the big book. And I'll read it. It's in the chapter to wives. It's on page 120. <clears throat> it is the last paragraph. A lot of people have a problem with this chapter. There's reasons to have a problem with the chapter. Um, Bill's wife didn't read it. Bill wrote it. and But to me, what jumps out about this chapter are the principles. How to really deal with a newcomer, a loved one. Um, not just a husband, but a person struggling to get sober. The principles are really on point. And I think there's a lot of good stuff in here that's just beneficial. Last paragraph. We never, never, says it twice, we never, comma, never, try to arrange a man's life so as to shield him from temptation. The slightest disposition on your part to guide his appointments or his affairs so he will not be tempted will be noticed. Make him feel absolutely free to come and go as he likes. This is important. If he gets drunk, don't blame yourself. God has either removed your husband's liquor problem or he has not. 
If not, it had, it had better be found out right away. Then you and your husband can get down to fundamentals. If a reputation is to be prevented, place the problem, the drink problem, along with everything else, in God's hands. I'll just finish out the chapter here. We realize that we have been giving you much direction and advice. We may have seemed to lecture. If that is so, we are sorry. For we ourselves don't always care for people who lecture us. <laughs> but what we have related is based upon experience, some of it painful. We have had to learn these things the hard way. That's why we're anxious that you understand and that you avoid these unnecessary difficulties. We never, never try to arrange a man's life to, to shield him from temptation. God has either removed his liquor problem or he has not. For some reason... That is what came to me this morning to read and it says that again, it says it earlier on and working with others, it says, you know, in our belief in the, I might as well read it. What the heck? Page, do you already know what it is? Page... And as, as always when I'm doing this, I imagine this is the point when somebody walks by, somebody listening to this show, and they're like, what are you listening to? Sounds really riveting. Sounds really, really good. Um, we're going we're gonna to go to page 101. Second full paragraph. In our belief, any scheme of combating alcoholism which proposes to shield the sick man from temptation is doomed to failure. Maybe you're hearing these things and you're thinking, you know, but... But I've got to... But I've got to manage this situation. It's important. They could drink again. If they drink again, they're going to lose everything and this and that and so on and so forth. <clears throat> and then in my mind, when I hear that, I go to page 60. Last full paragraph. 
any life run on self-will can hardly be a success. On that basis, we're almost always in collision with something or somebody, even though our motives are good. Most people try to live by self-propulsion. Each person is like an actor who wants to run the whole show, is forever trying to arrange the lights, the ballet, the scenery, and the rest of the players in his own way. If only his arrangements would stay put, if only people would do as he wished, the show would be great. Everybody, including himself, would be pleased, and life would be wonderful. In trying to make these arrangements, our actor may be sometimes quite virtuous. Like trying to shield somebody from temptation. Kind, considerate, patient, generous, modest, self-sacrificing. It goes on. Halfway through the next paragraph. Is this person trying to arrange everything, not a victim of the delusion that he could wrest satisfaction and happiness out of this world only if he manages well? So, in my own life, when I first was exposed to the information on page 60 to 63, talking about the actor trying to run the show. An actor who the big book makes very clear is not strictly an alcoholic. It is most human beings. It does go on to say that I don't have time to get into it all right now, but a still practicing alcoholic, a drinking alcoholic, is extremely selfish. But when I first was exposed to all this, then I was was able to turn down the God playing in certain parts of my life, but not in AA and not concerning this. This kind of gave me fuel. This information gave me fuel to run the show in some ways with people in AA even more. And it like gave me, you know, I don't know, ammunition to be, you know, but I know now what you need to do. Like now I really know. Now it's different. Because now I'm armed with these facts about alcoholism and the hopeless state of mind and body and what the solution is. And I'm armed with this information. So now I can really kind of run people's lives in this way. And it took me a long time to reach a point where I see that really wanting and needing somebody to get sober um, should be handled with the same principles that I try to handle everything in my life with. Read that initial thing one more time. Then I gotta go do some mail modeling. watched Zoolander the other day again for like the millionth time and I remembered why I make 
jokes about male modeling. <laughs> okay. I was reading from page 120. Last paragraph. We never, never try to arrange a man's life so to shield him from temptation. The slightest disposition on your part to guide his appointments or his affairs so he will not be tempted will be noticed. He can feel absolutely free to come and go as he likes. This is important. If he gets drunk, don't blame yourself. God has either removed your husband's liquor problem or he has not. If not, it is better to be found out right away. I don't know. I'm a little distracted because my agent's just blowing me up. I have a... I have a um, photo shoot today for glasses. For reading glasses. And so... They have me in like a cardigan and I'm like resting on my hand and I have a pipe in the other hand and I have these reading glasses on. And I think the tagline is like, what do you read about if, you, if you're if you so perfect looking? <laughs> All right, I'm not funny. I'm going to go. Um, I want to give a shout out today to Chelsea and to Kelly and to Cassandra and to Dave and to Taylor and to Tom and to Lucy and if anybody needs to hear it I'll say everything's okay and I'm out of here I do not know why my life was saved but I'm going to go try to live a life that was worth saving and I hope you do the same